Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily, everybody. Trevor Hall here with another corporate update for the listeners of the podcast. Welcoming back in Mr. George Ogilvie, CEO of Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. They trade on the TSX with the symbol ASCU. They're also a sponsor of the pod. I am also a shareholder. George, it's a pleasure to have you back onto the podcast. How do we find you today? Hey, well, thank you. Thanks, Trevor, for the opportunity. Uh, we got a couple news announcements we need to follow up on, specifically continued drill results, both out of Park Salier and also the Cactus East project there in the, in the general overall Cactus project in Arizona. So let's start with Park Salier because that came out on August 23rd. Um, you know, really good continuity here. Uh, you, you're hitting exactly where you expect it to be hitting. It's in the The grade is... Obviously, very you know, not much of a surprise. It's still very positive. I mean, a couple of the the highlights from the last, uh, I believe, it was the last six holes of the program returned uh, seventy seven meters of one point three four percent total copper. There was fifty eight point two meters of one point two six percent copper, um, and then actually a hole seventy five here had bigger grades, shorter intervals, seventeen and a half meters of three point six three copper. So before we get into maybe the, the nitty gritty of some of these results here, George, you know, kind of now with this drill program over at Park Sailor, you know, describe, you know, what the what you found, what you accomplished here with these results and really what the next step is. Yeah, well, when we started up the drill program in December of last year, we advised the market that based on the sonic soil sampling and also the geophysics we felt that uh, Park Celia could have, you know, close to a kilometre in strike length and it could be seven to eight hundred metres wide. And uh, we could be looking at mineralization, including the oxide, the enriched and the primary sulphide of maybe several hundred uh, metres. And we would certainly say that in the core of the deposit, we've certainly found uh, those type of uh, intersections. Uh, and grades typically have been well above 1% up to, in some instances, as you said, 1.3% total copper. So the, the initial 12-hole uh, program on 500-foot centres has, uh, has delineated the uh, outline or the framework of Park Salier. And um, if the grades hold true with those thicknesses, we ultimately believe that you know we should be able to produce a new resource on Park Salier that probably would be approaching close to three billion pounds of contained copper in the ground. So um, from that initial drill program, we now have turned the the two drills into an infill drilling program, and uh, the drill centres will be shortened down to 250 foot centres. And the game plan is by the end of the calendar year or early 2023 to have Park Salia drilled off into an indicated resource. And that would then allow us to bring it into a pre-feasibility study in the middle of uh, 2023 as an indicated resource and then potentially over to a probable uh, reserve and be part of the mine plan and the financial and economic model at that time. Uh, just like cactus, you have three layers of mineralization, an oxide layer, an enriched layer sandwiched in between that and the bottom layer, which is the primary. No, we're going to hold off on the primary because uh, with the uh, partnership you have with Rio Tinto for now. But with this new resource estimate for Park Sailor, 
which of these types of mineralizations will be included in that estimate at year's end? Well, from a global per, uh, resource perspective, we would obviously show the market everything, oxide, enriched, and primary. But until the Newton technology proves to be successful uh, within the mine plan and therefore the reserves, we would only be showing the oxide and the enriched material, which is about 90% of the, uh, the mineralization that we have in the ground there. I, I know you had mentioned this in a previous conversation, but we we know the mineraliza- mineralization of Park Salier is is down dip, so it's a little bit deeper, obviously, than what we're seeing at Cactus. Uh, you you had mentioned maybe a little bit of uh, tweaking of a mining plan. Does any of this of this drilling results change any of that, or how would you go about hypothetically at this time going about mining Park Salier? Well, it's certainly something that will have to be looked at as to how it is integrated into the overall cactus project. Uh, Certainly it appears right now, given the dimensions of the deposit, that it's going to lend itself to a bulk mining uh, style deposit. Potentially we might even be looking at a a block cave. Uh, But certainly there's a lot more continuity and there's better thicknesses at Park Salier than what we see at Cactus East. Uh, where the the horse block is not quite so large. So, for example, in uh, Cactus East, I think uh, as part of the PFS, we're looking at sub-level intervals of somewhere between 25 and 30 metres in vertical height. When you get into a deposit like Park Salier, which has much thicker, much more continuity, you might be able to increase those uh, distances to 40, even 50 metres. Uh, provided the uh, the geotechnical you know, work uh, proves that up, that uh, you know the ground can be supported. If if that actually happens, then uh, that can help you reduce your capital costs because then you're putting in much less capital development uh, than what would be required at uh, at Cactus East. So we really need this draft uh, maiden resource on Park Salier in an inferred category, and then start to allow our mining engineers to start working with it to see, you know, what's the best way, way to attack it and how would it fit into the overall schedule and the sequencing of the Cactus project. Uh, you did mention Cactus East here, so let's move over there because those were the that was the most recent news release this week. Uh, you released uh, results for seven drill holes from Cactus East within that Cactus Mine project. Uh, and really, again, a lot of continuity here, 82 meters of 1.7% copper. There was 75 meters of 1.73% copper. I mean, I just feel like I could, <laughs> it's like beating a dead horse. There is great continuity here. Obviously, that's a little bit closer to surface than you're seeing at Park Sailor. Uh, But I guess the question is, you know, what's next? What keeps coming down the pipeline here at Cactus? Yeah. Well, we've, we've completed about 50% of the infill drilling program at, uh, at, at Cactus East, and that's part of uh, drilling down to 125-foot centres. And the goal there is ultimately to move as much of the indicated resource eventually into the measured category. And ultimately, you know, when we get to maybe redo a PFS in the summer of next year or after that, the bankable feasibility study, the measured resource becomes quite important because uh, that ultimately can convert over into uh, proven reserves. And certainly when you're looking at a project and you're thinking about project financing, 
when it comes to you know the commercial banks and the potential lenders on the debt component of the project certainly in the first you know four to maybe even seven years but certainly four to five years they like to see a mine plan that's actually built from reserves where we uh, that we are in the proven category because we have much more confidence uh, based on the tight drill spacing that we can actually you know, see that mineralization and, and see that ore with those grades and therefore pay back the debt and, you know, make a, a, a healthy profit for our shareholders. So this infill drilling is uh, is quite important in staging and setting up for eventually a rescope PFS and a, a bankable feasibility study on the project. Uh, you did mention uh, to complete the infill drilling program at Cactus, so it will resume later this year as well as expansionary drill program. Uh, tell me why that's, it sounds like it's getting just put on pause for a little bit. And why is that? Uh, we've got three drills on the property, but only two of them are turning right now. Uh, we've got uh, several of the contractor crews out on uh, vacation turnaround. So we've decided to keep the two drills that are turning on Park Salier given it's not currently uh, in a compliant resource and we think it could be quite material to the overall uh, fundamental uh, financials and economics for the project. Uh, once we get through this uh, summer period and uh, the labour returns for the third drill, then we will uh, start up the third drill in the fourth quarter and uh, allow that to continue doing infill drilling at, uh, at Cactus East. Okay. Uh, one last bullet point item I wanted to cover with you, and, and we mentioned it earlier in the conversation, and that is really how to process that that primary level of mineralization down below. Now, you've, you've got your great partnership with Rio Tinto. You're working on that Newton uh, uh, technology here to see what may come about that. In early July, you did announce an exclusive metallurgical testing program, so it definitely feels like you're, you're, both parties are kind of upping the game here, moving on to the next level of what this partnership is. Now, and I know you can't go in too deep of what Rio Tinto and Arizona Snore know from the current test work, but kind of walk us through this continued partnership. What do you continue to see that leverages itself to success? Yeah. So if we take a step back, currently the company has a global compliant resource of 3.5 billion pounds of contained copper in the ground. There's currently about a billion pounds of that resource, which is from a primary sulfide, in this case, calcopyrite. Given that we're looking at a heat leach off operation with a SXEW plant, the current primary sulfide calcopyrite is a stranded resource i.e. we are not building it into our mine plan and therefore the financial and economic models. Typically, a copper miner would uh, process that material using a traditional copper concentrator, float the con, and put it in rail cars and send it off to a smelter somewhere. But usually there's a very large capex number associated with that. So we've stayed away at this stage from the primary sulfide. We were approached late last year by Rio Tinto, who had advised us that within their group of companies, they had been experimenting with a technology which they call Newton over the last several decades, which can heat leach a primary sulfide, in this case, a calcopyrite. So they came to our site uh, earlier this year. They selected samples from 
Cactus East, Cactus West, which is the pit, and Park Salier, and the old Asarco tailings on site, and they took oxide-enriched and primary material. They looked at the mineralogy of these samples, and over the last several decades, with their own in-house testing, they've developed a computer program with almost 60,000 lines of machine code where they can input the mineralogy, other parameters on stacking height, temperature, porosity, permeability, ambient temperature, etc., etc., and it spits out uh, a, a potential recovery of the copper from the uh, from the primary sulfide. And in this case, it appears as if you know we'd be looking at somewhere in the mid to to high seventy, even eighty percent recovery of the copper from the primary sulfide based on a computer model. So we're now that we've satisfied that requirement that they were in the right range from the model it triggered a commitment to a one-year exclusivity period now where we actually are taking physical samples and we now have taken those samples and we've sent them off to uh, a laboratory that's been designated by uh, Rio Tinto where we're actually going to run real live column tests on this material over the next 9 to 12 months. And in the computer modelling, it was sort of predicting that within you know, 180 to 220 days, we started to get up to that sort of plus 70% recovery of the copper. So assuming that we can start up these tests as, as early as uh, 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 this week, um, we would know probably by the end of the first quarter next year, which is about seven months out, just exactly how much copper could we recover from these physical column tests using the Newton technology. And if, if the results look favourable, then of course at that point in time we would have to sit down with Newton and negotiate a commercial agreement with them that was, that's going to be fair for, uh, for both uh, sets of parties. I'm just curious here about ideal recoveries with this. You know, on a percentage basis, if when you if you now you're, you're now having those samples, you're actually working with physical rock rather than just a computer model. The computer model gives you eighty percent recoveries on this primary. So, based on the computer model, you can recover eighty percent of that one billion pounds of copper you have in the resource. Not to mention what you could have potentially will have for Park Salier once that resource comes up. Um, I'm just kind of curious, what is the padding over, you know, maybe under that 80% that you would consider still economic to push this forward? And it's, I know you're shaking very, your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good question, and it's one that we really can't answer at the moment because um, ultimately uh, Newton is going to have to share with us information on, on, on the operating costs and the processing costs. You know, with the Newton technology, it does allow us to take advantage of the existing infrastructure that we would put in at Park Salia. So the leaching pads, the same SXEW plant that we're going to construct for cactus, the pregnant leach solution from, uh, you know, any leaching of the primary sulfide can go into that same processing plant. But we really don't have uh, the information around the operating costs of, uh, of of deploying this technology if it were successful. And of course, another variant at the moment would be, you know, what, what copper price are we using? 
Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. copper's come under a lot of pressure in the last six months, given the downturn in, in the world economy. Uh, but I would think that, you know, in at least 18 to 24 months' time, as we've come out of any recession or any downturn, we're probably going to start to see those uh, battery-style metals uh, commodities moving up significantly in price. Uh, and, you know, obviously that makes a tremendous difference to the potential economics and various cutoff grades as well as to what sort of recoveries you would require to uh, to make money on this, both for ourselves and obviously uh, Rio and Newton is, would obviously be looking to, uh, to, to, to make money on this process too. I mean, I know it's it's one step at a time here with this, but it really has potential to be an absolute game changer for that entire cactus project. Well, game changer for the cactus project, but game changer also for the entire industry. And, you know, particularly at a time where the demand for copper is going to rise exponentially. Um, you know, I was reading some reports last week that were saying in the next uh, two decades, the world is going to require uh, uh, the amount of copper that we've actually used in the last hundred years. So, I mean, when you start to think about those type of numbers, um, the only way the, the, the supply side can be there is uh, going into old historical mines and tailings facility and low grade, uh, you know, uh, areas and deploying this technology that has a much, much probably lower operating cost and uh, allows, uh, you know, the companies to be profitable and, and generate this copper that the, the world is greatly going to need for uh, its drive for electrification and decarbonization. Uh, George, uh, let's keep it. Let's, let's wrap it up there. I know. Uh, I, I don't think you and I are going to do an actual interview in Beaver Creek, but we will see each other regardless. And so, if people who are attending the the summit have any interest in meeting up with you and the team and talking about cactus, I'm sure you you might have a couple slots still open. <laughs> Although he's probably trying to save it for at least hydrate <laughs> yourself. But we'll see. We'll see you in a couple weeks, George. Thanks for your time here today. Sounds great, Trevor. Thank you. All right, that's your corporate update from Arizona Sonoran Copper. Again, trading on the TSX with ASCU. They also have an OTCQX ticker with ASCUF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.